What's going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. I'm Howard Bender. With me, of course, Adam Ronis. Ah, what a what a day today was, right? Wednesday, baseball all day. Like I, I know, you know, you uh, over on the East Coast, you know, you're used to your nice little afternoon baseball games. But I got to tell you, man, midweek for me to be able to sit there, write an article first thing in the morning, uh, and then at 9 a.m. just start streaming games. Um, it's been a it's been a heavenly day for me. Um, I agree partially. Uh, my problem is I had to fucking get up at like 9 a.m. to shoot a Yahoo DFS video. So uh, <laughs> that, no, come on, man. I'm on air till 2 a.m. Man, come on, man. I got to talk to my man John and Pemba about that for the future. Uh, but that's what fix that schedule. Baby yeah, just be like, hey, look, if it's a if it's a night after my show, don't have me do something that's at twelve thirty as the main slate starts. And I know that's not going to happen a lot. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, that uh, was a rare day. So eh, whatever, sucked it up, did it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I love afternoon baseball. I mean, I loved it because you know the Mets played at one p.m. Eastern today, so now it allows me to focus on the basketball games tonight instead of going back and forth or having. You no, know, yeah, you could always set it up on the TV and the laptop. But uh, yeah, you know, how it allows me to focus on. Uh, basketball tonight, you know, I'll switch over to Yankees a little bit, um, but it's crazy because the baseball games, the last baseball game, 7 p.m. Eastern. So everything should be done around 10, 1030. So that'll give me full focus on the uh, Spurs Pelicans tonight. So, yeah, no, it's good. Like day baseball and everything. Uh, and for you, obviously, damn, fucking like 920 a.m. Eastern. Jeez, oh, it was so good. I, mean, like, I, I got up like super early to make sure I got my article out. Um, as well. But I mean, I literally just sat there and, you know, when you're sitting there and you're talking about, you know, what kind of plans you got for the show, like we know certain segments are, are going to be done anyway. And knowing that you can just fill the rest of it just by doing game breakdowns and just kind of, you know, really diving into certain things. Like I just, I sat there, you know, we were talking about the games. And I was just like, Jim, text uh, this general manager and find out what's going on. Jim, text this guy. We sh I should tell him right now. I'm like, find out what the hell's going on. Uh, with John Means and why John Means after uh, 51 pitches is uh, is coming out of the game here. Um, you say he's hurt. He got to be, report. man. He's got to be because there's no way. I understand we're seeing pitchers being restricted now, and it's something we expected going into the year with the condensed spring training and some guys maybe even one or two starts. So I understand that. But he already pitched uh, opening day. I think he went into the 70s, if I'm not mistaken. and. Um, he was cruising tonight. Uh, he gave up two runs through four. Uh, so it's got to be an injury. I mean, there's no way that they pulled him that early. I just, I can't imagine it. I, I can't. Listen, on a day when Dave Roberts takes Clayton Kershaw out of a game in a perfect game after 80 pitches, I, you know, again, listen, I, I get it. You know, it's like, we're here to win ball games. It's not about individual achievements. And apparently Kershaw was on board with it that, you know, it, I mean, it was just, um, you know, on a day like that, when, when that happens, I, I really, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know what to expect now with, uh, with John means, but you know, if you, if you want to be a glasses half empty kind oh, of guy stop. and okay, so start pessimistically what is, talking about oh, so him, what is your, what is your gut reaction when you see this? What does your gut tell you? He's fine, and they're playing the pitch count. What's your gut tell you? Well, it depends. Did I have spicy food last night? Because my gut talks louder when I have spicy food at night. No, it's clean. <laughs> yes, Adam. It looks like an injury, but I'm okay. trying to trying to spare people's feelings. Why? Who cares? I mean, they'll know by the time they hear this. They'll already know. So that's why it doesn't even. 
matter to go crazy on it, but I'm curious. So I'm sure um, the Kershaw was a big topic on um, fantasy alarm today. What did, what was Jim Bowden's take? He, he, he said exactly what I just said, right? It's, it's, you know, it's about winning ball games and it's about sparing the, the extra wear and tear, the unnecessary wear and tear on Clayton Kershaw, you know, and, and, you know, it's about protecting a guy who, you know, let's face it. I mean, this guy, this guy took less money to stay with the Dodgers and, and, and do like a, a, a prove me kind of deal here with them. And, uh, you know, if, if you want you want you want that guy, you want that attitude on the field as much as you possibly can. So he says uh, he, he he was against it. I mean, listen, I, I get I get that that whole reasoning. If if it wasn't, you know what, I'll say this. If it wasn't for Kershaw coming back from like injuries and, and, and whatnot, then I'd be like, oh, man, you know, you got to let him pitch that like that. The injury aspect of it is the only reason why I'm like, yeah, it sucks, but you got to do what's best for the team. I see that side of it. I understand why they did it. I know he threw a simulated game last week, just 75 pitches, and that was pretty much it. I saw a quote from him. Uh, I saw it after I had tweeted out because I said the lockout has ruined the start of the season because these pitchers are behind. They're not going deep into games. They're going four innings, sometimes less. And really, the lockout is a big reason because they had such an abbreviated spring. But he was cruising. You know, there was no stress Mm -hmm. dominating. And do we really know for sure? Because we we that's what they've been doing for years. Oh, got to watch pitch counts. Guys still get hurt. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, there's no guarantee. Oh, well, 80 pitches. That's it. We can't give him. He'll probably still spend a time on aisle this year at some point. So. I know it's earlier in the year and it is long term about the team, but man, I think in this situation too, you got to at least let him go out for the eighth and attempt it. It's not like he had stress filled innings. It's not like, you know, you Doris the other night, you know, it wasn't a perfect game and it was, well, no, I'm talking about the no hitter that he had last week. Not not I'm getting bombed. Forget about that (laughs) shit. Um, Tough comparison. The day after, it's too soon, Adam. It's no, still no, no. Too but soon. my point is, Darvish had the no hitter last week, and they pulled him. I have no issue with that. It wasn't a perfect game, and he was already, I think, at um, he was at he was in pitches. the yeah, he was in the ninety. So yeah. okay, fine. This is a perfect game with eighty pitches. Now I understand Kershaw last year towards the end of the year and everything, but I don't know. I think you set him out there for the eighth. I know Kershaw said he was fine. That's bullshit. What is he gonna do? Throw Dave Roberts under the bus? He's not gonna do that. So I think it sucks. I just, I hate the way they baby these pitchers. I know that's part of it, but it's not like it's working. Guys are still getting hurt consistently. You can't tell me, oh, well, we're watching their pitch counts and these guys are not getting injured anymore. They're, I mean, they tried to preserve Strasburg a couple of years ago. <laughs> it didn't work. So I just don't think it works. Well, and listen, and, and it, you know what, the, the the thing for me also because I'm I'm with you. I would have liked to have seen it if I were Dave Roberts and it's a veteran like Kershaw. I would have let him go, you know, further in there. But I mean, listen, I'm not managing a baseball team. But I mean, you know, from a from a from a fan standpoint, yeah. I mean, come on, like how you gotta you gotta key in on the romantic moments of baseball if you want to endear fans again. You want to show the willingness to embrace the moment. And, and that's not what happened today. And that's what's, what was disappointing for me about it was because 
you know, we, we need to celebrate things. I know you poo-pooed, you know, going to Albert Pujols on that, you know, opening day and, you know, don't split screen it with the guy who's, you know, over the, over the, you know, over the hill, but you know, him chasing 700 home runs this year is a you know, there's a romance to it, right? Clayton Kershaw throwing a, a, a perfect game and like Dave Roberts, it could have been of all people, Dave Roberts, who babies every single pitcher that that's in his stable and has always done it for years. Okay. He lets Kershaw throw that perfect game and Kershaw throws that perfect game. It's a magical moment for MLB. It is a marketing moment as well. When you start talking about things like perfection and the fact that what, there are only 23 perfect games in the history of baseball, right? right? Mm -hmm. Like that to me, that's that's a missed marketing opportunity. And somebody should have fucking said to Dave Roberts, dude, just let him fucking pitch. Right. <laughs> let it happen. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, look. Maybe he's probably going to be on the aisle at some point. I mean, we could the likelihood is every pitcher in the major leagues is going to spend uh, a stint on the aisle. It's just the way the game is and, and health and everything. And it's not natural to throw a ball overhand 95 plus i know kershaw doesn't do that anymore but man i just let him go at least start the eighth and as soon as he allows a hit yank him yeah i mean you know yeah, as just, soon as as soon or walks a guy either right. way mm -hmm. as yeah, soon as that I, happens I you take that. him out i can live with that he walks a guy all right maybe he is tiring he's not built up he hasn't thrown much okay i can accept that no hitter is not a big deal i mean a perfect game man. and again he was cruising. He had 69 pitches through six. So he only needed 11 pitches to get through the seventh. And uh, it's just, it's just brutal, man. It's a tough one. And I completely get the other side. I understand, you know, Kershaw, I mentioned it too. You know, he hasn't thrown much. Uh, he's not built up. I understand all that. But I just think you need to take the context of the situation and evaluate it then. And it didn't seem like he had any duress. Um, I know he had the PRP injection in October. Uh, and he's had back issues. I get all that. But do you really think, and no one knows for sure, but are we going to sit here and go, man, if he lets him go out there for the eighth, they're just risking the rest of the season with him. God pull him now. Don't need, you can't have him get to 90 pitches. No, nobody would say that. I know. Nobody would say that. I'm, I'm with you, man. Listen, I I think that it's it's something that, you know, again, I I understand the sensible part of me understands the reason not to send him out there, but the fan in me says we need to see we need we just we need more of of that kind of stuff for right? sure. Man. Look, it would have trust me. Um, you'd get the casual fan someone who's not a big baseball fan but as a sports fan on social media you start to see it clayton kershaw perfect everything. oh wow I, I gotta watch this i mean i think anyone who's a sensible sports fan realize wow a perfect game we see the no hitter alerts all the time i'll tweet it out and then like last week someone was like oh it's you jinx the mature fall i'm like yeah blame it all on me because fuck I'm, I'm the only person who tweeted about this no hitter so throw me under the bus i'll take all the blame it was my fault <laughs> Um, but I mean, I just think it would have, you know, would have become a big deal. People are like, oh my God, is there no hitter going on? Where can I find this? I'm sure MLB network would have cut in. Um, and again, I, I know Kershaw was, you know, 
And this is a quote from him. Those are selfish goals. We're trying to win. That's really all we're here for. I would have loved to have stayed, but bigger things, man, bigger things. Of course, he's going to take that. He's a veteran. He's not going to throw his manager under the bus. I'm sure there was a part. Yeah, I'm sure there was a part of him that said, man, I kind of wish I would have gotten the opportunity. I mean, he's achieved a lot. So I don't know. Maybe it doesn't bother. I don't know. But still, I think you would have at least liked to see him go out there. But again, I completely understand the other side. I, I see it like, hey, he's barely pitched. He's had injuries. We don't want to push him because I'm sure the plan going in was they probably didn't even want him to get to 80. Maybe, I don't know, maybe 70, 75. I don't know if they had a plan before the game. I haven't seen anything on that. So they were probably thrilled like, wow, seven innings. I mean, seven innings for a starter <laughs> in this economy. <laughs> I mean, Logan, Logan Webb went eight innings today. But like we're, we're pr- as fantasy players right now, we are praying for our starting pitchers to go five innings. And be eligible for a win. I I haven't looked at my standings, but I happen to look at one today. I'm like, damn, I got no wins. Yeah, thank you, Alex Cobb, getting me a win last night going five. But, man, it's that brutal. And I'm not even talking from a fantasy perspective. I knew this was going to happen, which is why I've been very slow to play these strikeout props. I love pitcher strikeout props. But it's hard for me to play them right now unless I'm going under. And some of them are three and a half, four and a half. Eh, Do I want to risk the under? So I'm kind of holding back because I know these guys are not built up. Yeah, 100%. 100%. I haven't I I you know, I'm I'm not a prop bet guy. I don't really like it. When I do when I did the uh, the props last year, I definitely focused on, you know, strikeouts and total bases. That was just that was my jam, right? I mean, it just it, it worked for me. I stayed with it, but I'm I'm like you. There's just there's too much going on right now with guys coming out. I mean, really, I mean, I would say the average pitching line that we've seen so far uh, and MLB is like four and a third inning. Like, that's it. Like, uh, very few guys have gone uh, beyond that five inning mark. Very oh, few. Sure. I mean, I don't even know how many pitchers have got to 100. I know Evaldi got to 101 today. Scherzer was in the 90s. But, I mean, is Evaldi? I don't even know. Evaldi might be the first pitcher to get to 100 pitches this year, right? Um, um, yeah, probably. Oh, no, 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 no. Somebody did the other night. Someone I did the other night? I feel like it was. Okay. But not many. Obviously. No, 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 no. I did. Please, dude. I, it's crazy. It's crazy. Guys get up to like, you know, 50 pitches in the uh, in the third inning and and it's like they're, they're getting yanked. They're not going to go five. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, listen, I, I get it because it's early in the season. You have to. They're not I mean, built I, up. I mean, again, it's the lack of spring. It's right. not really early in the season. Like if they had a normal spring, I don't think we'd see it as drastic it is, as it is. It's just it was, you know, some guys made one start. Some guy, some guys threw seven innings, you know, I mean, I think a lot of guys, I think, uh, I think Manaya was like seven and third Merrill Kelly was like seven. So a lot of guys, and that was what, maybe two starts. So they're just not built up. And I completely understand that because you do have to ramp up. It's like running a marathon. If you're training for a marathon, you're not going to start day one and start running 10 miles. You're going to kill yourself. You got to slowly build up. So that's where these pitchers are at. And some of them probably, I mean, Clay Kershaw said he didn't throw for like three months. I don't know why. I don't know. I'm assuming that that's got to be injury related. I'm assuming like I I would think some of these guys were throwing on their own. And we did see videos on Instagram of guys throwing. But I guess it's so different being at the facility and everything. So um, I I understand that. I completely do. It's just I felt like this was an exception. He's a veteran, too. He knows his body. I mean, I would have asked him. I mean, I know most guys are going to say, I'm fine. I'm going out there. But I would look at him like, hey. We know it's a long season. Are you good to go? 
do you are you gassed? Do you feel it? Are you and uh, you know you hope that he's honest with you. And if he says, yeah, give me give me a shot to go. Hey, that's all right. Go ahead. And I understand, you know, we can go looking back on history and the Pedro Martinez thing and the Matt Harvey. And, you know, I mean, people, they still kill um, Collins for the Matt Harvey thing. Like, oh, you know, why'd you let him talk in? You should have pulled him. Again, you have to read the situation. And it's easy to judge afterward. But, I, again, he was cruising. It's not like he had duress. That's my biggest problem. But I completely do see the other side. I'm not saying, oh, this is completely wrong. They should have left him in. This is I see the other side. I, yeah. I do. Yeah. Listen, letting him, you know, being in favor of him staying out there and, and, you know, trying to finish the job is the romantic side of it. Right. I mean, that's just that's that's playing with your heart, being sensible. And, you know, it's just about the team and preserving health and nowhere it's there. Blah, blah. That's that's the head talking. And, you know, listen, it's, uh, you know, I, again, we're going to we're going we're gonna to be embattled with that for a little while here right now. I mean, it's going to be very interesting to see. Because we're going to start seeing, you know, I mean, think about it. You know, Giolito, right, going to miss two starts probably. Um, you know, is Tony La Russa going to baby him when he uh, when he comes back? Are we going to, you know, have to watch that? Because that all of a sudden, man, it's like, all right, you're going to miss two starts. But now, you know, you, you know, you, you could end up going, you know, three quarters of the way through the month of May before Giolito even notches a win this year. Thanks. I'm the negative one. And now you're depressing me with my Giolito shares. Appreciate it, Howard. I have Giolito all the place, all, everywhere also. What are you talking about? What you're, are you talking you're, about? You're complaining about me being pessimistic and now you're bringing me down, bro. I want to cry. Oh, I don't want you to cry. <laughs> don't cry. I'll tell you. Well, you know what? I mean, listen, you, you had, you, you've got you, Darvish, right? That's making oh, geez. you cry. Oh, my God. You Dude, talk that's about just, a, that, that, was like a, a, that was a kick in the nuts. I put a nice gif up last night about that. Uh, nice kick in the nuts uh, gif. Man, that was brutal, bro. That was, oh man, that, that takes a long time to get over, man. It takes I mean, a it, long time. I mean, it's, I have them in TGFBI. It sunk me to the bottom. I'm like, all right, oh well. Now, I have been in situations, there was a year I won tout where my ERA was over five and my whip was like one five at the end of May. And I came back and still won. Now, it takes a lot though. You basically need your pitchers to be, Almost perfect. You know, they cannot have you can't have another blow up like this. So my point is that it's possible. I think sometimes people get discouraged. Oh, I'm never going to dig out of it. Just don't. I mean, look, there's nothing you can do. It's over with. Forget it. And you hope that your guys all don't have a blow up spot like this again. It's easier to digest in a head to head league because it's weekly and it gets erased from the ledger. Obviously, in a roto league, and especially one where there's an overall competition, yeah, I mean it's tough because now that ERA is sitting, I don't know, six or seven, uh, depending on what else you have, and it's you know it's it's going to be tough to to bring it down, but it certainly is possible, and you just got to let it go. As difficult as it is, you could be pissed off last night, be frustrated, but you know, forget about it now. You you remember I um I I, I have uh, I was I was I had a twenty point lead in the FSGA. Oh boy, you had him. Yeah, now you're down twenty. <laughs> I had him, and I lost like, and I and I lost like eighteen or nineteen oh, points, and then I had, shit. I, and then I had Nick Lodolo go today. Oh, yeah, and, and so now I'm in third. <laughs> yeah, man, the swings early in the year. That's why. I mean, you really shouldn't look at the standings right now. No, I know of it, course not. Yeah, I mean, look, when you open the page, you see it; it's there. But I really would not worry about it too much. 
even for I, I might not even worry about it till mid-May. I mean, but look, we're human. We're going to look like, oh, shit, where am I? Oh, you know, and, and you could just I mean, if you know, if you look at the categories like, well, my ear ain't whip or bad. Everything else are pretty competitive. So it's just, you know, you hope that your opponents get a couple of blow up spots that ruin them. And uh, you just hope that your guys can all solve the rest of it. But, yeah, that Darvish is just brutal, man. Oh, man. I was just like, uh, OK, I'm seeing like three runs four. I'm like, all right, uh, settle down. Oh, wait, now we're up to nine. You motherfucker. Dude, I went out to dinner last night, right, with yeah, you know, my wife and, uh, and and two friends of ours, and you know, and you know, oh, I, you I, guys are swinging now. No, <laughs> I just wanted to see what kind of reaction I got. Wow, I got a pull up. So he's like, "Oh shit, he caught us." <laughs> Damn it! How did he know? He tapped yeah, my I'm, webcam. I'm good, at re- I'm good at reading these things. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't do the swinging thing because uh, I'm just. I'm. I'm really. I'm really selfish. I'm really okay, selfish. Yeah. A lot of people say that. Whenever I have like discussions with women about like threesome and stuff, they're like, no, I want my man for myself. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> All right. No, no. This is what they always say. Oh, you want another woman? How about another guy instead? No, I don't. Why? Because I don't want a guy. <laughs> <laughs> so that's usually what happens. And it's like, all right, well, then I guess we're not doing it. All right. I guess <laughs> Conversation over. <laughs> <laughs> Um, not to bring the room down here, but John Means left with uh, left forearm. Tightness. Of course, of course. I mean, again, uh, I mean, you knew you were just messing me. But whenever you see fifty-one pitches, four innings, two runs, yeah, something's wrong. So here we go, man. Oh man, I mean, look, we already get injuries every year in a multitude of ways. It's going to be worse now, man, because some of these guys are just—they're just not ready, man. So. Oh, uh, the, the, the lesson in this is, hey, you might have a lot of injuries. I do on a couple teams. It's going to happen to everyone. Weather the storm. You hope you guys get back. If not, hey, there's betting, DFS, you know, but don't give up, man. I say this every year and, and I, I'm saying and I I do it myself. I was in last place after two months of labor last year. And I was like, there's no way I'm finishing last in any league, especially the industry league. This is not going to happen. And I climbed my way all the way up to third. I wound up finishing fifth, but the bottom line is you just can't give up. No matter how early it is, no matter how many bleak it, it looks, there's always going to be a couple people in your league. Not always, but sometimes people quit. Summer comes. Let Don't let that be you. You're not going to – that's not you if you're listening to this podcast. We're going to get you back in contention. We're definitely going to get you back in contention. Listen, I, th- there's there's zero quit in me. This is going to be a very – this is going to be a very interesting season for me because – um, I, you know, I, like I, I've, you guys have heard me talk about the fact that I feel like I got gypped out of, you know, the last couple of years of, of baseball and, and just in, in the sense that it wasn't just about COVID and, and, and the shortened season for, you know, MLB or anything. It wasn't all related to that. It also had, you know, it just, it happened to also kind of coincide with, you know, certain work obligations and work things. And, you know, listen, uh, no baseball player, you know, no baseball, fancy baseball person likes to hear it. But in our industry, you know, the NFL drives the bus, right? It generates, you know, like 85% of our revenue, right? It's just, it's all about the NFL. People go bonkers over it. And so, you know, here with, you know, things that were going on over at Fantasy Alarm, I really needed to put a major focus on uh, on our NFL product um, and, and make that happen. And so, you know, with that, uh, you know, uh, coupled with the fact that the the Sirius XM mandate of no baseball talk after the Fourth of July, 
it's just been very difficult. This year, I made a, a, a you know a very specific commitment to myself uh, and to just fantasy baseball in general that I was going to spend extra time paying more attention, uh, you know, to it. I wasn't going to abandon it for football. I'll get my football work done, but there's no way I'm gonna like abandon it. And that's the reason why I'm doing the fantasy baseball roundup Monday through Friday because it's just it's you know it's forcing me to really stay focused and stay on top of everything that I need to stay on top of in order to succeed. And, you know, I pared down the number of leagues so I could focus on it. I've got some early favorites of, of teams of mine, but I mean, yeah, there's, there's zero chance. I, I think the team that I hate the most is my NL labor team. And that's probably the team that I'm going to work the hardest at, you know, at, at pushing, you know, as far over the top as I can within reason, because it's a mono league and, Mono leagues are just just a, a man. It's hard. <laughs> Very difficult, yeah. Especially if you start poorly or have some injuries or guys that you expected to get playing time aren't. It's just really difficult. Um, but that's a different beast. And again, I I don't think a lot of people play in mono leagues. I really don't. It's tough to be in them. It, it, it is. is. It's it, I, for me. For me, it's, it's a challenge. Different. But it's I don't I don't find it that fun. I just don't. I mean, I played in. And then for a few years mm-hmm. and did well, but it's just, I mean, you know, if you, you get off to a poor start or something happens, it's just like, all right, well, uh, what do I do now? And it's, I don't know. It just, uh, it just, it, it's not real fun. Um, I totally get it. I totally hear you. I, you know, and, and I, you know, I'm here. I mean, yeah. Can I, can I tell the touts, Hey, if you've got a spot that opens up in the mixed, um, yeah, you I'd, can. You can. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd, I'd like to move off of that. Um, but like, you know, I'd feel I'd feel more comfortable about that in doing that for labor than for tout at this point right now, only because I've won NL labor and I and I don't want to, like, walk away from the league in, in tout and until and, you win it until I win it. Yeah, no, that makes sense. That's fair. So, yeah, I would do that next year, then. you know, master that and see what happens. So. You know, that's kind of uh, that's that's the game plan right now. I do. I do really like my team in town. I really do. I think it's, uh, you know, rock solid. I think it just it needs a little bit of needs a little bit of pop. It's a little bit of pop. So I'm, oh, you know, I got some good news. Ooh, our guy, Eli home run. I love off it. off Robbie Ray. Yeah, oh, I was Poor Robbie Ray. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'll fully admit I was. I've not been a big Robbie Ray fan. I was off him last year, dead wrong. Um, and it was, you know, it, well, no, I, we talked about this. He was cheap. The problem is I liked other pitchers where Robbie Ray was going, Carlos Rodon, Trevor Rogers, Freddie Peralta. So I was wrong about Ray, but at least the guys I was taking over him instead or around him were good. But yeah, I was wrong. But I just thought he was overpriced this year. You're paying for a career year last year and he's going to a new team and he was going, what, third, fourth round? I can't do it. And he might prove me wrong. He might be good again. I could not do it again. It's different this year. You were paying a high price tag for that guy. Yeah, I wasn't paying the tax on Robbie Ray. I wasn't a big fan of him either. Robbie Ray, for for years and years, he was a guy that if you needed strikeouts and could sacrifice a little in your ratios, then fine, grab Robbie Ray and let him, you know, eat some innings for you and do that. But just know that he's going to be, you know, hurting you in your whip and your ERA, but you're going to get that boost in strikeouts. That's how I viewed him, you know, the entire time. So I, wa- I wasn't on him at all last year either. 
Um, and he was, he, he was, you know, for a song, but again, paying for Robbie Ray this year off of that career year, it's the same, you know, we, we've pounded this drum over and over again. I'm not going to pay the price for Robbie Ray or Carlos Rodon right now. I want to find the Robbie Ray and Carlos Rodon of this year. And I mean, listen, if you, if you looked at my roundup article, I, I said it over and over again. I said, is Jesus Lazardo this year's Robbie Ray? Um, and then I gave a little, little bit on on Lazardo and what what we're seeing from him. And then I said, or is you know is uh, is Alex Cobb the next Robbie Ray? And then I was like, well, maybe he's more like this year's Kevin Gossman uh, kind of a thing. And then you know, and then looking at it again and turning around and being like, well, what about um, well, who's the, the oh uh, T- Tyler McGill? I gave you a shout out today on the on the fantasy alarm show, right? I, I went back and I watched McGill's first start also, in addition to watching highlights of that second start that you were talking to me about, because I wanted to kind of like dig in there and, and see what was going on. And I love the command that he's got on his changeup. I really do like the command that he's got on his changeup right now. Um, the uptick in velocity, like you mentioned, was was definitely solid. But like those are the guys now who we're looking at as the crop like are these guys going to be one of them is one of them going to make it to that point neither can be robbie ray you know why because they're not winning the Cy Young. well no neither is throwing 190 innings so carlos rodon is the better comparison he threw 132 and two-thirds obviously dominant innings so that's what you're looking at because i don't think either guy can get there i mean they're going to be very careful with lizardo obviously and you know let's we do need to calm down a little bit, right? We do this, but look, he was cheap in most drafts. Um, he threw 95 and a third last year. So maybe we get 130. And we obviously love what we saw in that first start. Um, and again, he was cheap. And Cobb, the same thing. Uh, you know, he's had injuries, hasn't gone deep, um, but uh, good situation. Nice first start, 10 Ks in five innings. He threw 93 and a third last year. Hasn't done 150 since 2018. So I think 130, 140 is possible if he can stay healthy. So, yeah, I don't I don't think we could uh, use Robbie Ray for those guys. I understand. Obviously, we're not being literal here. But if you're going to use the two pitchers, for me, it's Rodon because it's a guy who's had injury history and was dominant for the 132 innings we saw him last year. And I think that's the range. That's the potential outcome for a Lizardo and a Cobb this year. Yeah. I mean, listen, when I make that comparison, you know, you go <laughs> right. I know a, it's not too much of a clickbaity headline there, but for the same token, um, <clears throat> it's more about where they were drafted and what we expect out of them. Right. That kind of a, right. that kind of a situation, like somebody's, so these guys are all being drafted like super late in drafts. Somebody's going to pop. Now the question is, who's it going to be? But I'll tell you, man, it's fun watching it. It's really fucking fun watching it. I'm uh, I'm very much enjoying it. I've been watching so much baseball uh, here in the start of the season that it has just been. I mean, I'm literally, I'm like streaming every game at the same time on my laptop, on, you know, on my laptop and on my desktop. So I oh, get the all the games. Judge just go yard? Who? I think Judge just went yard. Ooh. Rizzo did first 
And yep, Judge is good. I gave out Judge over one and a half total bases today. So, cash that motherfucker. Mazel, 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 mazel. Yeah, I lost my first bet with Cincinnati. I won my second one, and I'm winning my third. I'm loving it. Um, Did you see what happened to Guerrero, by the way? I didn't see it, but I read that he got his hand stepped on. And then he came back and got a home run. He's got two bombs tonight. Yep, blood all over the place, right? It comes out. Oh, there was blood too? There, oh, there was there was, a, there, was there was blood. Okay. There was blood. And then he stepped to the plate the following inning and he jacked a two-run shot. So like that, see, that's what's right with the game. I, I you know, I, I I try to mow over your uh your Aaron Judge talk here only because I'm really kind of disappointed. Why? Because the contract that this dude turned down from the Yankees tells me that he doesn't want to play in New York anymore. No. You know what it tells me? What? He does want to play in New York, but it's for the Mets. (laughs) (laughs) Stevie Cohen under the table. Aaron Judge, you want to come here next year? Yeah, I do. All right. You don't need to move. Keep your shit. We're bringing you in. Turn down whatever the Yankees give you. I will lose my fucking mind if Aaron <laughs> Judge is a fucking Met next year. I'd rather them pay for Soto, but Soto's younger, better. Yeah, uh, if I'm the Yankees, I'm outbidding everybody as much as I possibly can on Soto. Nah, Steve Cohen, open up that wallet, baby. Let's get Juan Soto. Think Steve Cohen's got more money than the Steinbrenner family? Oh, he's acting like it now. The Steinbrenners don't want to pay that luxury tax. No, they don't. Or they're just saving it up for soda. They're like, yeah, we could commit right now to Matt Olson, and we can commit to, you know, I don't know who else, Aaron Judge, but we want to make sure we get Juan Soto first. I will lose my mind if Aaron Judge signs with the Mets. Really? I mean, uh, I, you, yeah, I will, I will scream obscenity. We will do an entire podcast where I just scream obscenities at you for, I, you know, like, like an hour. I want to pay this guy though, like five, six years at age 29, 30. And he hasn't shown the ability to say, I mean, when I take him, sure, it ain't my money, but I'd rather, I, again, if you're going to spend that money, go a little more and, and get Soto. Yeah. I mean, I know. Oh, I hear you. I mean, he hasn't played. He hasn't played what 120 games at all yet this year. You know, in, judge. No, he played 148 in 2021. That was the and one played, time, right? And 155 in 2017. So, uh-huh. so first full season, 17, 155, then 112, 102, 28 in 2020. So 28 yeah, out of 60, 148 last year. So yeah, I mean, he's a big dude, man. Like I think those guys, it's just. You know, sometimes hard for them to stay healthy. And, he, and he's in the outfield, man. You know, there's just so many ways you can get hurt, your knees and everything. And yeah, so um, I mean, he doesn't want to be a DH. Maybe. I don't know. Well, um, he doesn't want to be. He's, he, I've heard, heard him say it. He loves playing the outfield. I mean, I would, I would too. Yeah. Yeah, I don't want a DH. He'll leave that for like Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, it's it's a tough when you when you're turning down, you know, thirty million a year for eight years. Uh, <laughs> it just it, that tells me you just don't want to be in New York. 
I mean, it's it, yeah, it could be possible, right? Isn't he? He's from California. Um, is he? I think so. Pretty I mean, sure. maybe it's possible. I mean, I mean, he seems like he likes New York, but you never know, man. So, I mean, there's obviously a reason. Look, <laughs> he's betting on himself, right? Because you know, you get hurt, and now oh, you're there's zero chance of getting that same offer from right. the Yankees. You know, look, again, it's we, we look at it on both sides. People were critical of Ozzy Albies or Ronald Acuna. Why did they take that on the market? And I think Albies had something like, look, I never thought I would see this money where I came from. This is plenty. OK, respect his opinion. We know he could have got more in the market. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, in this case, judge says, no, I'm turning it down. I'm betting on myself. So, yeah, I don't know. Um, it's an interesting situation. We'll see how it turns out. Uh, you hope that it works out for him in the end. Maybe you don't now because you're pissed as a Yankee fan. I don't know. Um, I will say this, man, the dude has been underpaid in his career. I mean, oh, it's yeah, amazing absolutely. that he hasn't got, it's crazy. The guy's 29 and he hasn't gotten hardly anything yet. And I know people are like, what are you talking about? He's made, well, I don't know. What is he making? 20 mil this year or something? Oh, but considering God. what he's done in his career, he's got a 50 homer season, 39. Yes, I know the injuries, but there's a guy that should have been paid already and he hasn't. So, I mean, if you can blame stays, him. If he stays with the Yankees, I'm okay with him. If he leaves, well, I mean, listen, I, I to be perfectly honest, like, I don't you know if, at, I, you I, don't know if I trust a person. I don't know if I trust a person who doesn't like New York. But is it, do we know if that's it? Or did he want, I, I don't know. But I don't, I don't 100% know if, if that's it. But, you know, here's the thing. you you're getting an AAV that's higher than what Mookie Betts is getting, higher than what Mike Trout is getting. You're getting eight year deal, and, and you know, I mean, you're you're locked in right there until you know you're you're in your late thirties, right? For New York, and if it's if it's about money, I mean, just think about all the New York endorsements <clears throat> that he can still pile on. If he were to sign and say, I'm a Yankee forever, right? If he does that, like, you know, Jeter, a Yankee forever. If Aaron Judge does that, I mean, the fucking world is your oyster. Maybe, right? so maybe you, he doesn't want to play New York. Maybe he's that's like, what you know, I'm saying. Yeah. That's the maybe only like, thing that I can think of is that he like, just doesn't like New York. But it could be, you know, I hate this weather. I mean, I don't like early in the season. I'm from Cali. You know what? I spent time in New York. You know, I want to finish my career on the West Coast. It's possible. And, you know, if that's the case. It's hard to knock him for that. Again, we don't know the reason, but if that's the reason, you know, everyone's like, oh, be in New York, win a championship. It's only six months, but still, it's a big part of your your life that you're staying in that city. And maybe he's tired of it. The city can, <coughs> excuse me, it can, New York is not the same anymore, man. I mean, with the crime going on in the city, it's terrible, man. I mean, you saw what happened yesterday in Brooklyn on the train, man. It's just, it's terrible what's going on there. It's not the same, man. It really is not the same. It really isn't. And it I mean, sucks, listen, man. I've seen, I've, I've, you know, grew up in New York, so I've seen the transformation my entire life. Right. I mean, it reminds me of when I was young, when New York was bad and, you know, you had stuff and it got a lot better. Like, I've never felt unsafe in New York. I've walked around Times Square 2, 3 a.m. throughout the city. I love it. Now, I don't feel that way. 
So I don't know if that's again all, all this on the verge of my my trip to New York coming up. Well, you better be <laughs> careful, bro. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> don't take the subway. <laughs> don't take the subway at night. Don't. Yeah, I mean, I mean, the the videos of coming out, people being pushed. I mean, it's crazy, bro. Like I, I haven't taken the subway since the um, pandemic. I used to take it all the time, and um, I mean, I haven't really gone to New York much anyway, but. Yeah, just it's I don't know, just speculating here. It could be a lot of things. Who knows? But we'll find out eventually what it is. Yeah, definitely. will. we'll figure it out Um, either way. I still think that's what it is, but we'll get our answer at some point. At some point, if if he leaves, then I can like turn around and I can like request the interview and then just flat out. Well, what was it? You know, do you just you just not like the city? Was it the weather? Well, if he goes to the Mets, then was it the, uh, was it the New York? <laughs> if you fucking say that one more time, <laughs> I will I will end this pod. Well, I mean, it's ending <laughs> shortly anyway, so it is, fun. it is. And we didn't even we didn't even say hi to our our sponsors. We didn't even do a commercial break here. So you know what? I'm going to do that right this second here. We'll be right back after this. All right. Well, here we are at the tail end of the pod, anyway. But yeah, I'm serious, man. It. Like that, that would cut so deep, so deep. You, you, I, I just, yeah. Like, ah, I can't even. Mm. Oh, so it would cut deep. Like when I saw Daryl Strawberry and Dwight Gooden go to the Yankees like that. Yeah, that, that would probably cut deep. I mean, Gooden throwing a no-hitter for the Yankees was one of the most fucked up things I've ever seen. Ah. <laughs> no, but, one of the most fucked up things in the world was seeing Wade Boggs win a World Series with the Yankees and riding a fucking horse. Yeah, that is pretty bad. That that is that that's oh, dude, horrible. Speaking that's of like, that, that's like that... John Rocker coming in, striking out the side against the Mets to close out the 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 win for like a, a World Series or or a playoff series or something like that. Because everybody remembers how much everyone hated John Rocker. Speaking of that, I cannot say it on this podcast because it's kind of embarrassing, but I had a nightmare the other night. You just reminded me of it when you said Wade Boggs. I will tell you after the podcast. I cannot say it on the podcast, and you'll understand why. I know you're going to die hysterically laughing. Oh, my God. I got to know. <laughs> really? You're not yeah. going to tell can't, me? I can bro. It's a, little, it's a little graphic, and it's embarrassing. I don't want people to – they're going to be like, yo, what is wrong with him? What was he thinking before he went to bed? I don't know, but it fucking happened. Right. See, that's why you don't eat spicy food before you go to sleep. I don't know what it was, but it was, I was like, I woke up. I'm like, did that really happen? What the fuck? Um, see, now I'm dying to know. So <laughs> I'll tell you what, people, we're going to, we're going to call it a night. I'm, I'm hoping to cash my bet with Milwaukee, Baltimore. So I'm going to go and celebrate that. But I got to hear this fucking story right now. So. That's going to do it for us here on Andy Up. I'll tell you guys later. Yeah, I know. He's I'm not gonna, around. People are going to message me. I really want to know. What is it? Oh, <laughs> shit. I can't wait to find out what it is. So that's going to do it for us here at Andy Up. I'm Howard Benner for Adam Ronis. Oh, I can't wait to hear this. We'll catch you next time.